Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Summer's not over yet. Shop patio furniture to extend your summer fun at NFM. All the outdoor styles you love are on sale and ready to take home today. Shop hundreds of options in stock with savings up to 70% off, all backed by our low price guarantee. Shop outdoor dining, sofas, bistro sets, fire pits, accessories, and more. NFM makes it easy with in-stock styles, guaranteed low prices, and long-term financing. Refresh your outdoor space at NFM. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. 
like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode 15, season 8 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Today I'm joined by Felonius Filth. Hello. And we've got Dan Killy P of. You don't like that, even Stan. Is there anything you do like about being on this podcast, Dan? <laughs> I just prefer Dan. Dan, Dan K- KP's fine. Dan Killy P. It's like street. It's ghetto, isn't it? It's like giving a new dimension to your I'm not other that one. Street or. But that's well, what's great not, about okay, it. Yeah, you are street. That's what makes it Yeah. Windy was a gangster in season one. You know, yeah, yeah. old school member, so you've got uh, a new one. More street than Windy. Oh, oh there we go. Gotta be. Gotta be. I mean, um. I don't know, I've got nothing. Uh, how's everyone <laughs> been? That's more street than windy. Oh, wow, wow. Uh, how, how have you been? How, how's things going? You wrote an article today, didn't you? Actually, no, before that, before yeah. that, we'll come into that. Dan, Dan Kilpatrick works for the Evening Standard, gets to talk a lot about, or, or write a lot about Tottenham, go to press conferences, spend time around Pochettino and the players at times. Yeah, He's certainly that's in, the mix, right. in the mix zone and yeah. talking to them. And I feel you've got a good understanding of Tottenham as a whole and what goes on in the pitch, at least from a journalistic perspective. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's, yeah, uh, I hope so anyway. Yeah, yeah. you did a tweet yeah. the other day, didn't you? What I think I you've got an apology to make. What did I say? Well, you mentioned that Gazig Niger didn't have the best of games against Huddersfield. Huddersfield. You said he's passed... Past oh, no, I said his, his kicking was bad. He's bad with his feet. I did think. you? Yeah. Did you? Well, uh, let me use this as your platform to apologise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to apologise. No, no, you, you are going to apologise, or we'll stop the podcast right now. <laughs> stop the podcast. What, so you're, uh, you're going to take gonna... you're going to take your journalistic integrity over my appeals that <laughs> you've got something wrong. Yes, I am. Really? No, look, this is going to cut. This is a question later in the box. I saw the running order, but is it? I... All right, let's do I'm it happy, now. I'm happy to, to explain myself on Gazaniga. All right, look, there's there's a section of the podcast which says another good display by Gazaniga. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look, I, I think uh, Can I just say something? I, someone pulled me up for saying Gazigniga instead of Gazaniga. Yeah. Right, so I apologise. The, the announcer at Huddersfield called him Gazinga. <laughs> <laughs> Big bag you, You're already doing better than him. Gazaniga. Gazaniga. Go on. Yeah, well, I think Gazaniga's been good, but I, I think the kind of. He's become almost like a cult figure already, hasn't he? Yeah. Which, yeah, which yeah. is great. There's nothing wrong with that, but. He hasn't done much. What you're doing? To, to, yeah, but you're shitting on a good thing. I'm not shitting on a good thing. I'm trying to. I'm just being a realist, I suppose. I suppose I am being a bit, being a bit of a downer on it. Yeah. I think until Huddersfield, he hadn't actually made a say, a decent save from open play. But and he made a really good one at the end of the first half from low, yeah. which would have been an unbelievable goal. It was yeah. almost bending in the post. Yeah, it was a great strike. Um, he hasn't thrown it in his net or dropped a clanger like Vorm does every other week. Right. So on. There is reasons to be optimistic about it, but I also think if he kicked against Barca or Liverpool or someone good, the way he did against Huddersfield, it would be a big problem because he kept just shanking it out of play. Yeah, fair enough. Sort of doing hospital chips to the fullbacks, which they lost in the air, and that was the only point I was trying to make on, on Twitter, which is that Pochettino sets a lot of store by playing out from the back. Yeah, he, he talks about it a lot. A few weeks ago, he, he did a lot of detail on it about the inter games and the Liverpool game, how important it is to play out from the back quickly. And I think Vorm is actually decent at that, whereas Gazaniga at Huddersfield was bad at it. Apparently, he was good at Brighton, but I wasn't there. 
that, that's, that, that's, that's, that's all I was trying to say. That may be well and good, right? But we can't stop any of that. We can't stop him kicking it wrong against Barcelona or Arsenal or Chelsea or wherever it might be. We can't stop that. Right? Yeah. What we can do is enjoy what he is, which is a beautiful man who's done nothing wrong. All right, and what yeah. you're doing is you're raining on that parade. We can't stop it if he fucks up against Barcelona. That may well happen, but you just want to be right, don't you, Dan? That's your problem. I think that's a fair point, Flav. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for having me back on. No, um, yeah. Yeah, no, Great th- to be here. Thanks for coming <laughs> back, Dan. You did come in at the last moment because we did have problems, but thank you so much uh, for, for, for taking the time out. It's always great to talk to you. It's always interesting to get it from your perspective as well because we're fans. We talk about it from a fan's perspective, but sometimes you do need that level of realism, reality, that maps Gazaniga is shit. Because that's what you was getting at. T, what <laughs> Whatever we'll the words in my mouth. <laughs> T, how have you been? Do you enjoy the result? Are we all good at Spurs now? Uh, getting there. Getting there. Um, I, th- I think we said last week about performances and the results, and I think it's just the results so far. It's all we can really look at. Mm. Poch is still trying to find a solution, you know, a formation that works. He's not hot to injuries to Ericsson and Ali. So, um, yeah, I think, we're, I think we're getting there. But this, yeah, this was the third solid formation that we started out with that was different this season. And after, how many games has it been now? Six, is it? Seven? I think it's six. Six games. We, we've had right. three, I don't know, whatever. But we, we've had, essentially we've had three starting formations that have been very different. So this week we had three at the back, four across the midfield, if you include the fullbacks. And then three up front yeah. or three up top, which is not the same as what we played previously. We we seem to have to account for the fact that Kane wasn't match fit by playing Lucas Moura up top. Uh, then we just reverted back to what we were comfortable with in the four two three one, in my opinion. And then this game, because of injury, we had to play a weird game, which Son probably wouldn't have, doesn't generally play if we have three at the back, or it seems to be come off the bench when we do that. So we had like more uh, Moura, Son, and Kane up top. In a formation that we probably haven't trained that that often. Yeah, I thought I thought Lamella would start actually. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to see he didn't start, but it, it seemed to work. I mean, didn't fully click, but it was enough to beat to beat Huddersfield. Um, I'm not sure if if, if um, Son and Lucas are higher up and Kane is a little bit deeper. He's kind of running beyond them almost at times. So. Yeah. What did you, what, what did you think of uh, the formation and how it works as a whole, Dan? Yeah, I thought it did did the job. I think a lot of it at the moment is Pochettino saying, right, which players have I got available, which yeah. players are fit, and then fitting them into a formation. I don't think um, he's really in a position where he's able to say, we're going to play 4-2-3-1 for the next 10 games, or we'll go through at the back for the foreseeable future, like he's done in the past. Because yeah. I think every week something else happens. One of the World Cup players is in the red zone, yeah. too tired to start. And then he's got to rethink. What does um, that mean for, for people? Well, I don't. I don't, I, mean, I don't actually know. That was it's just one of those things you hear. I think they do test on them all the time. And yeah. I think they know, or they're supposed to know when when they're not play, fit enough when to it, start. Yeah, when it's a risk to potentially start them. A risk um, of injury or a risk he won't be able to perform. Do you think? I think a bit of both. Yeah. Like I guess they're more likely to pull a muscle. Right. Um, they're more likely to underperform if they're in that area. Area. Yeah. 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 Um. <clears throat> We've got a question from Slizzard or Slizzard Red on Reddit. He's Slizzard. Slizzard. I mean, what, are people going to go and search for his name? Maybe. Should, out of respect, we should get it right. 
Yeah, you, you as a man who's had these names mispronounced millions of times at work, who's so we're not going to talk about it, but you get, you I get, get so my, angry on emails, especially if my name's on the fucking email. Your, your name isn't right. complicated either, which is the thing. No, it's, it's not, <laughs> and, and, and it happens, and, um, and and it upsets me. But to be fair, this is this is a name he chose, so he chose to have a name that's. What is your name? He doesn't want to say. I can't say it. Buddy. You know, <laughs> it's it's know. a case, you know, small world, man, small world. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you might end up in a porno one day. When things go desperate. Who said I haven't done so already? Sorry, Dan. Yeah, 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 it's true. Keep it clean. You keep it clean. <laughs> not, not, not toilet porn. <laughs> no, right, what, okay, sorry, question. Uh, he, he asked, uh, uh, what would Kane have to do for him to be the best Spurs player ever, or considered the best? Obviously, Deli Ali, um, sorry, Harry Kane scored two more goals, which took him above Jermaine, Jermaine Defoe. Defoe. Uh, he's only 11 behind Cliff Jones. Um, he's well on his way to being in the top three goal scorers at Spurs of all time. He's still early on in his career. If he stays with Tottenham, what do you, what do you think, Dan? What does he need to do? I just, he just has to just carry on doing what he's doing, doesn't he? Mm. I don't. Does he have to break Jimmy Greaves' record? I think that's impossible. Is it? You'd have to go without injuries until it's about thirty-five. Why not? Which isn't impossible. Well, yeah, why, why it'd funny? be very difficult. Is that right? So what, what's Greaves is two sixty six. Two sixty six in all, in all a... comps and Kane's on yeah. what? One fuck. One forty something. Yeah, he? he's, it, it's it doesn't more... seem that impossible. to Yeah, me. I think like four seasons. So he have... fit, he could do it. So he's he like, he... have another four seasons, and it'll be what twenty nine. Uh, then yeah, so he could do it. Believe T. He's, he's, I, he, I, I genuinely think he can do it. And I think, he I like, does, I think well, he'll do shearers. When we said it, he, T looks so happy. He's like, yeah, all right, I will. I, I, will. Reckon, I reckon he could. Um, I don't know, it'd be amazing if he did. But I think for, to be seen as the best first player of all time, you have, have to win a trophy. I mean, even if he, if he stayed with us for his career and he broke Greaves' record, it would be an achievement. Mm. But I still think people would put the likes of Greaves and Blanche Flower and Hoddle in the higher esteem because they won trophies. But that's a collective I'm sure, achievement. I'm not sure about that anymore. I think well, if, if, he, if, he, if he had six more seasons, like he's just, like the last four, yeah, and then retired having broken Greaves' record without winning a trophy, it would be it would be quite hard, I think, to say that he wasn't the greatest Spurs player ever. Yeah. Well, I guess I the, know, people, cause, the cause, people who saw Greaves are slowly dying, so there is that. Well, my oh, dad, yeah. my dad <laughs> said the best, the best striker he's ever seen was Jimmy Greaves. He said he was incredible. And he said Harry Kane and Jimmy Greaves are the best two he's ever seen at Spurs. But weirdly, I spent the whole of Saturday night like in an argument with a Portuguese man about whether Shearer was one of the greatest strikers of all time so now it makes sense about your team yeah there, there you go um, I should have added some context just just my mate who's like oh, not, a massive not Jose Mourinho no, sadly not no, no. Uh, that'd be great to go to the pub with him on it, Saturday night I don't know I don't want to he's just yeah he's quite oh. moody isn't he yeah do you want to spend your time around him yeah, he looks not. so unwell someone's got to save him from himself he needs to be removed from football have a good sabbatical and then come back looking healthy. Cause he... Can you imagine working with him? You know, we've all had jobs that we don't particularly love. Yeah. And there's someone there who's just really miserable about it. Well, I think Mourinho would be one of the people who just sucks the energy out of them. Yeah, he does. He's a vampire. Mm. What, um, so what's what the you, argument? What are you saying? Yeah, I, I was saying that Shearer is in the top 20 best strikers of all time. He has to be. Yeah, he has to be. Um, and this guy was saying, no, no he's not. Because... Could you name 20? I would struggle to name 20 footballers off the We like, got to that the... point, but there, there were too many that I just didn't, I couldn't say for sure whether they were. Like, he said, like, Batistuta, for instance, and I was like, I know he was great, but was he. 
Ooh, I, can, I, can, I don't know enough I can about hear him. Barney seething from here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know enough no, about Barney Street wasn't better than Shearer. Better than Shearer. I, 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 you'd find oh, many... It's an international record. I, look, I had to look it up. Like, you know, it's pretty but, but that's perhaps your, that's your age. Rather, I, I remember him and he was incredible. He but was incredible. Sh- you'd, you'd think Shearer would be... You, you couldn't. What I'm saying is if someone's to put Shearer above Batshuta, you wouldn't go, that's a fucking outrage. Yeah. I don't know, it could be. In some, in some like, get Bardi for a second. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't even see this face. But what do you think? I can't see this, I don't know, but actually it was amazing. Yeah, but, what, but it was amazing but, because of the time, we look back it's like rose tinted, but actually... But you do that with Shearer too? No, I look at his just stats, he's fucking scored over 300 goals in, in the top flight. Mad things. <laughs> anyway, anyway sorry, yeah. I was saying that Shearer is almost enhanced by the fact that he didn't win anything with Newcastle. He was playing in this yeah. underachieving team because he loved the club because he loved fair, the club and I think Fratio didn't win much either okay, for Fiorentina yeah okay that would that would have that would have probably helped his argument actually yeah, not mine yeah. but I felt like Shearer's legend was enhanced and, and actually it says more about him that he wasn't winning the league by 10 points every year yeah. he was playing in this team that were, were well they were fourth and, and third for a while weren't they but a lot of the time they were kind of down seven. Well, Seventh, eighth, and below, and he still was top scorer in the Premier League every season, more or less. Yeah, so, exactly. If you look at the players that's that, not, that's not strictly speaking true. I've got to speak up here. Go on, then. What's His up? prime was at Blackburn when he did win the league, and he was scored thirty goals three seasons in a row. When he was at Newcastle, that in those times there's more shit, there's more Henri and Venistel that were the top scorers back then. But he still maintained because he had a really, really bad knee injury. Yeah, towards the end of time. Yeah, he had two really bad ones, and then he had to. But he, he had to but still game. kind of came back and no that's what I want to say you know he came back from that and he still maintained a higher level so. can I just say something look at the amount of shit players that have won the league like Paul Warhurst he didn't he, did he not <sighs> no Danny Simpson Danny Simpson has won the league fucking Rob, Robert Hoof yeah has won the league <laughs> that's the players the whole shit <laughs> yeah. um, the, uh, fucking Chris, Stuart Ripley Christopher Ray yeah, yeah. He, these are players that have won the league that, are, that, that never, you know, Shearer never reached those heights, but he single-handedly dragged a club or, or, or kept a club aloft for the vast majority of his Newcastle career. He made them better than what they could have been. And that's a mark of a legend, in my opinion, or, or, or a better player. Batistuta did the same as well. He played for Fiorentina for yeah, a long he went, time. He went to, um, I think he went to Roma and yeah. won the league. You know, played for clubs beneath his station, basically. But whatever. Um, debate, though. Yeah, why not? Bardi can have his own say at some point, probably. Uh, Deli Ali, um, he's out for a month, isn't he? Did he injure himself during the game or in training? During the game, I oh, think. So he played to the end and still took a penalty. Uh, I month. don't know that for sure, actually. Okay. I, the impression I got was that he injured himself during the game. A month out is uh, a long time to be, you know, we've already missed what is it, two weeks of the season already. Mm-hmm. Another four uh, changes Pochettino's system somewhat. I think we're in a situation now, we was going to lead this to the part where we talked about Barcelona, but we, we've got, we haven't got Vertonghen, we haven't got Dembele for that we don't know how long, it might be a week, it might be longer. We haven't got Ericsson. And we haven't got Deli Ali. I don't think Pochettino's ever faced an injury problem like this before. I think Ericsson will be fit for Barcelona. Is that what you I hear? So, yeah. you uh, Ericsson and Lloris have been training. Well, I didn't even mention Lloris. So that, that, that's potentially five players out. Yeah, I think it's not looking good for the Belgians at mm. the time of speaking. But I think Ericsson and Lloris 
will just about make it. Do you think that at this point, I know that we haven't had an incredible performance this this season, but it's still about just getting these results, getting getting it over the line. No one expects to lose five first team players that would start in the vast majority of any any club, bar Man City, maybe Liverpool. You know, if you you lose these players, you expect just to perform well enough to get the result and that it, kind of it, it, just, it just brings more into focus the summer which we'll probably talk about every single week until January yeah but it just, it just brings that into sharp focus I mean Daly Ali being injured gives him a bit of rest after the World Cup as well so this is an element of glass half full Daly Ali doesn't tend to get injured much so again it's more rest for him yeah um, I, and obviously Daly Ali is a unique player but in that position, we've got other people who can fill in, whether it be Lamella or Stone or Lucas. So it's not the worst thing in the world. Eriksen is probably the only player of his ilk in the team. Can't replace. Yeah, so it's not the worst thing in the world. Obviously, I'd rather have Deli Ali than not have him, but it's not a tragedy. Danny yeah. Rose continues think, to... Imp- oh, go on, sorry. Well, the, the only thing I was going to say is that I, I do think it calls into question Pochettino's decision to play them all at Newcastle and from the start of the season. <clears throat> Because other managers, I mean, notably Sarri, sort of eased in Hazard. I think he was on the bench for the first three games, probably, having played in the World Cup semi-final. And obviously Pochettino put them all in, put most of them in, I think, apart from Rose and Trippier. All the semi-finalists started or were involved at Newcastle after five days' training. And now Lloris has got hurt for, he's missed six games. Vertonghen's got hurt. Uh, Ali's got hurt. Um, And, well, well, yeah. Okay, yeah. So all, much has been said about Kane. These are all the guys that didn't have a preseason. Yeah, and I mean even Ericsson didn't really. Yeah, and, 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 well, Ericsson went on tour. Yeah. yeah, he he had a bit more time, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I feel for Pochettino because it was, he was in such a difficult position. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the squad that Chelsea have really. He doesn't have that depth. No, but, um, it doesn't feel that surprising, does it? This has happened to those players. No, and that's the thing. It goes like you said back to the summer where we didn't actually buy anyone, and, and this is happening. But none of it seems too serious, that, apart from Ali's, that, that they won't come back to some degree relatively soon. So we can crack on. Danny Rose um, had another pre- positive. So he, he kind of finding himself back in that side, starting ahead of Dave. He seems to have got that starting berth back, um, and is performing well. Won the penalty. Had a decent header. He felt he was fouled uh, when he kind of cut across. I think it was it Trippier's cross. Yeah, it was. It was Trippier's yeah, I think cross. It came, I think he thought it was a corner. Cut it, was, it, was a penalty. Yeah, it was Trippier's cross. Yeah, yeah. the diving header. Yeah. yeah, which he did well to get across to, but didn't quite. You know, was it a corner? Didn't no, it was a cross. No, was it a corner? Or did he? It was. It was a corner, but the referee gave a goal kick. But uh, one cross that did count was Kieran Trippier's uh, guided curling missile on top of Slabed's Harry Kane. Straight into the goal. Beautiful. Uh, Kieran Trippier, del- again, once again, deliver- uh, delivering. Last week you said it was garbage. Still garbage? Garbage. Garbage, good. Uh, what do you think of Kieran Trippier? I'm not his biggest fan. Gar- uh, garbage or not garbage? Not garbage. Not garbage. Is that it? No more Kieran Trippier. No, I think... Um, <laughs> Can I we think... improve on him? Is Aurea better with potential? At the moment, Aurea is nowhere near, I don't think. He's... Still seems like a liability to me, yeah. but I think Trippier. Honestly, it's amazing how much he's improved in the last six months. I think the World Cup kind of opened everyone's eyes to it, but he does look like a more complete defender to me now. He, and he, there's still people banging the drum of he can't defend, but he's he doesn't. He often gets, you know, in 
tr- isolated and tricky one-on-one positions, I think, on, on the flank. Yeah. He normally does pretty well. Um, I, I don't understand what people want from a fullback. Like, I think if they, what do you it, mean? Well, well if Kieran can... Trippier isn't enough, what do you actually want? You're saying we can't improve on him? No, I, I'm saying that people are dumping on him. Being called trash is, is dumping on him. Even if it's said ironically. <laughs> I won't say that ironically, but go on. Um, the kind of nitpicking that people have because they, he isn't the fullback. And I'm not just saying Windy. I'm saying there's, there's lots of people that hate on Trippier because he isn't the fullback that people Last... want in terms of bombing forward. Yeah. Um, but you can't say that he, he, isn't, he doesn't have an impact on games. Or he, he, can't, he can't do more than what he's done and he's improved beyond anyone anyone's thinking, anyone's yeah. dreams from where he was before. Um, in terms of what he gives to us, he can't do much more. He can't suddenly become this this um, impenetrable fullback that no one gets past because people get past him pretty easily. He's not going to become someone who pushes teams back and takes players on. That's not his game. So with, with, the, value, with the qualities that he has, he, he, he does very well. And, and as did Beckham. Yeah, Beckham's another league to trip here, but yeah. I get your point. I, mean, I, think, I think a lot of it. In- I agree because what he's achieved more, but you, you look at uh, Kieran Trippier's delivery and the fact that he can't beat a player, but he can deliver a, an absolute pinpoint point ball. Not as good as Beckham, but go on. No, not as good as Beckham, but he can take free kicks. You know, he's. he's, he's um, I'm not saying that. I, I, I just think people get steeped. I'm not saying UT. No, I mean, it, no, it, I mean, what you're saying is valid. I mean, I think I when the fact up, that Spurs have been caught up on what they think a wing back is rather than what positive attributes at, that he brings. I mean, look at when the, when, when the pod first started out, we wanted to get into the top four. That's all we wanted. Not about winning trophies. So, not about winning trophies and anything, just to get into the top four and, yeah. to, and to compete for that. And the players we had then, we thought, well, maybe one or two can come out of the team and get a few players to improve. Mm. Now we're at another level where we want to be winning trophies. And I think it's one of the easiest positions to improve in our team. Right back. And that's just, that's, that's, all, that's all it is. I think a lot of it, and what you said there, T, kind of suggests you might be thinking this, but tell me if I'm wrong. I think a lot of it is nostalgia for Carl Walker. Because Walker is better than him. Now. Th- th- there was a time I can't remember what it was now. A couple of years ago, um, probably midway through the season before Walker left, where Spurs were playing really well, and actually everyone in the Premier League was shit scared of Walker and Rose. It wasn't yeah. like Kane and Ali. It was Spurs fullbacks, and they just couldn't contain them. And that was really good fun to watch for a time. I remember. And that, yeah. they were just bombing up the wing every game. One of them would. Do you remember not getting assists? There was a game against Aston Villa where we two first forward players were Rose and Walker on yeah. on, on I mean, as wingbacks. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that was it was joyous at the time, but I th- I still think there's an element of kind of rose tinted specs looking back. I think Walker was never that decisive in the final third, and I think there's actually a case that Trippier in the final third at least is a more decisive player. I think, and I suspect the stats. That's all back up 100%. Trippier creates more chances and he's better from crossing. But I think the stuff that Walker does, I know it's a bit of a cop-out, but it's not seen in, in assists or creating chances. He's someone who, just by his mere presence, his mere physicality, pushes teams back and makes Tottenham more potent as an attacking force. Whereas Trippier is someone who has to put his foot on a ball, look up and... I and I guess we have to adjust, we have to yeah. adjust our yeah. game a bit. Too. I think they'll be infinitely more fearful of um, facing up against Walker. Yeah, yeah. Than they I, are. I agree, but but I, I Walker shanked a lot of crosses and ruined Ab- a lot of moves. Absolutely. So 
It is what it is. Um, the Fighting Cock is sponsored by Fansbet. Bet with them. They give money back to good causes. We're close to knowing how much, how much money we have in the pot. Uh, so we'll be in a position to start f- finding causes, essentially. Please let us know if you know anyone who is deserving uh, anything you know you feel like we can help them with, or it could be Spurs-related or, or otherwise. Um, let us know. Um, we should have a, a decent amount of money to... to Sort something else out. If you if you feel like betting at football, then please use FansBet. Uh, they give half of all their profits back to good causes at football clubs. Uh, it's FansBet.com uh, and uh, use the drop down the fighting cock when selecting. Um, at the moment, we're literally looking at the WhatsApp group and Bardi, Bardi's going mad. Bardi's going mad over your tweet. But I didn't even prompt him. He just Danny. kind of <laughs> the Gazaniga tweet. No, 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 no about uh, about, <laughs> about Shearer. He's going mad. <laughs> I haven't even mentioned about a suit of that. Does Barney hate Shearer? No, he's just got context. a massive like, Italian agenda. Barney hates so the English. He, yeah, he hates English people. English, even though he's... Uh, he's not even half. He's born here, but he has... He's more English than me. R- that's true. Yeah, he is more... He's probably as English as me, but he's decided... You know that the people that are kind of second generation? Yeah. They, know, they're kind of fiercely yeah. defensive of yeah. their... Uh, and that's what he is. And... Um, I'm, I'm sure he's having an argument about... Is he arguing about Bass Shooter right I'm now? Not, I didn't bring his name in. To be fair, Dan's tweet didn't bring him up either. So when he hears the pod, he'll realise that he'll get even more mad. I should have put, added some context to that tweet, but yeah. No, no, that essentially, context. it wasn't just Shearer versus Bass Shooter. It was, I think is in the top 20 strikers in history. My mate vehemently didn't. The, the, obvious is, the obvious thing about this is that subjective arguments are always going to remain that, and you're never going to win by arguing about it. So it's fine having a nice... Yeah, you, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, you it's can't, just you like, can't it's, 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 yeah. it's nice having a nice you know, chat in a pub. But it's quite nice, you know, I, I, when I was at university, we, we used to... It was just before, like, everyone had a smartphone and we you know, had, like, a Nokia. I used to just, like, text my parents and do not much else. Mm. Um, and we used to have these, like, great arguments about, you know, someone would say something, you know, anything, and then we'd spend all night arguing about it. But nowadays you can't do that because someone will just get their phone out and Google it and prove you wrong. So yeah. actually, the only way to have a good argument that lasts, you know, an hour or two yeah. is to it for to be subjective yeah. Yeah. about opinion, and then you can just crack on. But what I don't understand no is why get people get so angry that. when you realise it's subjective and there's no right answer. But to be why do people get angry? It's, it's good fun, I think. You've I got enjoy a, it. I, enjoy I, a good debate. You've got a really I'm not enjoying debate. Yeah. It's anger, genuine anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but you've got you've got to read the question. He didn't say best footballer. He said best striker. Yeah, obviously, Bastu is a better footballer than Shearer. But is, it, is, is, he, is he? Is he? A, is he? he a better striker? I don't know. Being, being a great, f- I'm mean, scoring that many goals. No, no, no. There's, there's like Kane will probably score more goals than say Luis Suarez. He's not a better footballer in my opinion. Suarez yeah. is a cunt, but still. No, I understand. I understand. Um, it's really distracting. Cause okay, I'm Barcelona. Come and talk about Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. <laughs> uh, well, so I think Barcelona are in pieces. I think that they, they've drawn two and lost one of their last three league games. I think Messi was. Rested at the weekend, yeah. but is he? I think he's gonna have a dodgy hamstring. Can't fe- fo- fo- um, feature against Tottenham. He's afraid. Uh, afraid. I, I think. Yeah, I think they're all. Af- I think this isn't the Barcelona anyone knows about. I think they're going to come to Wembley and we're going to stick it up them. Dan, do you agree? Yes, Flav. I mean, don't have to. It's, what do you actually think is going to happen? <laughs> um, I think it will be. Do you want me to do a serious answer? Yeah, yeah please. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it will be. I think it's going to be really difficult because I. Th- I get the impression that Barcelona are going for the Champions League this year, and that is their top priority. <coughs> and well, I've, I've read a few articles from people that well, they arrested not, Messi, which no, is not a rare thing. Well, yeah, that, exactly. <coughs> that, that, 
the the vibe from Spain seems to be that Barca have won so many La Ligas that it doesn't really matter anymore and that they need to win another Champions League, particularly given how successful Real have been in the last five years, obviously. Yeah, when was the last time Barcelona won that Champions League? 2009. It's a long time. I can't remember. Right. 2012. 2011. 2011. 2011. 2011 when they beat Manu. They beat Manu in 2011. Yeah. I think the Man- Real Madrid won the last three. It's yeah. almost- last four. Real Madrid? No, last three. Is it? Fuck it all. No, they won the last four. They won four of the last five. Fuck, I think that's right. So in between them, someone else won, I can't remember. Bayern. Bayern. Yeah, it did. They beat Dortmund. Is that right? No. This is a great podcast, lads. Anyway, anyway, sorry. But the fact anyway, is that... Barca, Barca, are des- Barca, and I think particularly Messi himself, are desperate to win it. And actually, I think they, winning La Ligas for them, obviously, it's great. It's great to beat Real. Expected but, almost. But, yeah, there's 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 less significance attached to it now. And I think it's almost the opposite for Real, who haven't won a Liga for a while, but are winning the Champions League every year. So I think Barca are, are really fucking on it. And with that we, in mind, we, sh- we shouldn't pay too much attention to their with, three bad league results. With that, that in mind, uh, Tropper underscore Tron on Twitter says, if we win 3-1 against Barca, would, you, would that be a bigger result than Madrid last year? Oh, that's a good question. Um... How would you? I mean, if we... yeah. To, to, I suppose to be a bit boring, I would say it's hard to say now because I think that Real Madrid result was obviously added to by the fact that Real went on to win it. Yeah. Like, and I think Spurs are one of only two teams in the last five years to beat Real Madrid in the Champions League, which is yeah. pretty impressive. Like before we beat them, they hadn't lost a group stage game for like three seasons or something. Long as ages. For a long, long time, it may have been more than three seasons. So like that was a really really big result um, and it was made even bigger by the fact that they retained the title uh, Barca if we beat them it will be massive but if they were to go out you know, in, in the last 16 you know, meekly it might mean it might mean a bit less yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. so Barcelona probably won in 2015 2015? yeah because Luis Enrique won a Champions League I remember now yeah I, I Wikipedia it but then I remembered when I was as I remember, as so I they won it the, the year Real had off then? Yeah. Okay. What do you mean had off? So they've won four of the last five. So Barcelona won it in that... <laughs> We're doing it again! No, yeah, stop, it. stop it. I'm going to get it up. I'm okay. carrying on the pod. All right, I, I, all think, right. um, I think... Unless Barcelona win the whole thing, then it won't be as big, but I'm happy, for, I'm happy to make the comparison if it happens. Uh, how about we win it, and, we, and then we win the whole thing, and fuck Real Madrid and Barcelona? Barley's just quote-tweeted me. Yeah, Barty, what is wrong with you, Barty? Just let it, this is not a competition. It's someone having an opinion. The thing with Barty is that he, he's over six foot, but that's like he's five foot three. Proper Napoleon. Yeah, he's got a Napoleon man. Comp- he's, he's now going to argue that. He's going to say, well, no, 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 no. Just angry. But, what, but what does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, so Real have won four of the last five. Yeah. And Barca won it in 2015, the other one. So, yeah, Brown Madrid kind of got bored. How many times they won it? It's like 13, 13 times? 13, I think. But, yeah, it's like bored or winning it. Imagine being that good. It's insane. It is ridiculous. Um, yeah, so, it's, I mean, it's going to be an exciting game. Uh, obviously, Wembley has sold out. 90, yes. What is it, 86,000, something like that? Um, don't know how many of them would be Spurs fans. I know a couple of people I know are Chelsea fans that go in to watch Messi. That's the state of, 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 of things. The modern football, yeah. Not modern football. What Spurs have Just helped create... <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's going to be one of those. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it from my sick bed. I'm looking forward to watching it. 
I've got to have an operation done. Got a hernia. Have you really? I'm 37. These things happen. Sorry to hear that, mate. It's all right. You will come to you. Just don't die. Well, I can't help if I die on the table. Then you carry on the fighting cock in my steed. Yeah, we'll try. It might, it might, it might become all commercialised and shit. Though, so no, no, no Flav's got Flav's a barrier. Like, Flav kept us honest. We've got about four adverts on this podcast. You can't get any more. We're gonna have five, five podcast, five more, five more adverts. Um, yeah. So uh, I'll tell you what we're gonna do now. Um, give us a, a, a prediction for how you think it's gonna go with Barcelona. Like a not like a scoreline, but when you picture what happened at Real Madrid against Real Madrid where we kind of it was one of them beautiful European nights at Spurs can you visualise that or what do you think will happen are they going to come and roll us over like they have done so many times to other teams what, what do you think I can see them going 2 nil up very early and us, getting a le- and us getting a late equaliser that would do because um, Juve-esque sounds yeah because I don't know I, I think I don't see Barcelona having the capacity to be intimidated. I don't, I don't know much about them since Valverde's taken over and, and all the rest of it. What but, about um, if we break a couple of them? Like, Dyer hasn't been... Well, he's been shit, let's be honest. So what if we... <laughs> he has. He has, yeah. He really has. But what if he breaks a couple of them? Like, n- not miss time challenges, but, like, gets a touch on the ball, but also takes a bit of cartilage. And it doesn't get a, it doesn't get a card. No, no, because he wins the ball, but he takes a bit of cartilage with him. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that. I'd love yeah. that. You know, probably put him back up in my estimation. Would you take like a 70, like 1-0 Spurs and he just smashes Messi up on in the air, like a proper bad one? Yeah. Would you take that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's not, At that point, Messi has to go off injured and probably misses four months. Don't care. To take it. Don't care. Dan, obviously you're not going to answer that, but I... I what do you make of um, Eric Dyer, though, Dan? Is it is it, some, is, is it the fans overreacting? Is he is he genuinely being bad? He's genuinely really off form, isn't he? Yeah. You know, I mean, at Huddersfield, he it's just his passing radar, should we say, is just so off. Like he was shanking it out of play. There was even a five or six yard pass that he got horribly wrong and just passed straight to a Huddersfield player. Do you think he's? Un- um, it doesn't seem like a player who doesn't. It kind of suffers a dip in confidence, but it feels like he uses. Is, no, I mean, is yeah, the body language any different? Or? No, he fronted up after the game and um, spoke to journalists. Actually, w- one thing about Eric Dyer's body language that I think is worth saying is that he, at the beginning of last season, he did seem a bit moody and miserable. Right, and I think probably since was it the man new thing? Yeah, and I think probably since kind of January onwards, and and up until now. He has seemed like a much happier player and someone who doesn't wish they were at Man U anymore. Um, which I think it's probably fair to say he did want for a while. Do you think it's because um, he realises probably wouldn't he'd be a proper scapegoat right now at Man United? I think I think he's just for whatever reason he just seems happier at Spurs. And They'll be clapping for Laney to take his place. That's what would be. Oh well, yeah, right now. and maybe 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 he is looking at United and thinking, well, dodge the bullet there, but. I, I worry about Dyer against Barcelona because he seems he just seems in that mode where he's just got a mistake in him oh. and, and at the best of times he's prone to kind of passing to an opponent in a dangerous position isn't he and you do that against Messi or even the Valley or Suarez you, yeah, you're you, going to get really badly punished and it seems like he so, will start obviously the fact that if I think Dem- he has to start given the injuries with Dembele and uh, Winks I don't think Dembele's going to be fit sorry, uh, sorry I meant Dyer and Winks uh, Winks uh, against Huddersfield uh, showed mili- sort of bits of brilliance that he's we. Growing by the yeah, game. yeah, I think I think Winks is going to 
I think by maybe the November international break, maybe not not the October one, because there is ridiculously one both months. Yeah. I think by that November international break, he'll be back in the England squad and people will be talking about him again. It was this um, lovely little turning at Salisbury, only where he kind of... Twisted. He ruined three players, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah I think he'll And that's be... when the comparisons to Modric come in. Like, so, mm. I think, who is it he got absolutely done for comparing him to Modric? It was James Moore. Last a couple of about maybe a month before he went out to uh, Winks went out to play Real Madrid, and um, James Moore put a tweet out saying that Winks is more Modric than any other Spurs player we've had, which isn't an outlandish thing to say. Mm. You can see the comparisons, in, apart from Tom Carroll, well, of course. Uh, yeah, God that, no, 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 it's a joke. <laughs> but I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, Winks just finds space where he doesn't deserve to have any. Uh, and that was a great turn what he did against Huddersfield. So. <clears throat> All right, that's it for the first half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Um, we haven't got Windy because he's still in Spain and he can't be fucked. Do you know what? Should we make an executive decision? To do what? That's the end of Windy's youth updates. Okay. I'd, I'd be in favour of that if I get a bike. Dan Killy P's in favour of it. It's 3-0. Three, 3-0. Three nil. Three nil. Windy, you're on your bike, son. Uh I've lost dramatic effect now. Dear me. Wendy, I'm only joking. Shit. I'm not. Second half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, Um, Wendy. I'm sorry you didn't say anything. Uh, um, You're not banned, Wendy. You're not banned. You still got a role to play. Yeah, 15 minutes from the end. You've got the extra inch still. Yeah, I've got your podcast. That's going to be coming much more productively and swiftly and um, consistently to your podcast apps. Uh, over the next two months, I think they're going to be producing one every week. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, incre- incredibly, incredible scenes. That's <laughs> not of that. Uh, well, I mean, look, it's good. It's good they're, for them. They're treading on toes, mate. Got to, we've got to crush them. <laughs> um, Marcus72, he says on, on, on Reddit, he, he posted, this is a general post, actually, to ask what people thought. He says, if we could freeze the current table, us in four spot... Just ahead of the scum, as the result, season, as the season result, would you take it? Yes. Um, why and why not? Would you take it if we, if the table could finish the way it finishes now? It depends on the cups. Okay. Uh, I, th- I think I think imagine that the cups are still the lottery that they are, but the table finishes. Oh, okay. Out. Right. I see. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. A fourth place finish this season would be fine, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, before the season started or before the transfer window started, what would what would you you you'd, you'd have thought we'd be challenging for the league? Yeah, I thought we'd be at least. I thought we'd have beaten Liverpool, for example. We didn't look like beating them at all when we faced them. No. Um, I mean, before the window opened, of Pochettino's quotes that had been attached to him about you know us wanting to challenge and be brave in the transfer market. You know, we'd have bought maybe the guy from Lyon, the defensive midfielder. Maybe we'd be challenging more, but I'd take top four. Yeah, I think we all would now. It goes, yeah. about, it goes without saying. It's fucking mental that I'm actually saying this, though. Yeah, I mean, but... <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, like it's a default. Yeah, yeah like... <laughs> you know, you're thinking about all the games we've watched at Spurs and the teams we've witnessed, and we watched, actually, 13, uh, 13 years ago, we played Charlton at the Valley. Yes. And they went 2-0 up against us, and we, we clawed it back to win 3-2. Ledley King scored, Mido scored, and Robbie Keane. Yeah. And um, those days, we couldn't even dream of finishing the top four. I think it was that season we had, the. it was Lasagna Gate, I think, 2005? Could have been. Yeah, it was 2004, 2005, I think it was that season. And we had an incredible 
season by our standards at that point under Martin Yol, it was that kit with the blue sleeves. So yeah. Edgar Davids was in there as well, I think. Um, An 18-year-old Aaron Lennon. Right. Yeah. There you go. So it's that long ago. Yeah. And we, we have been on a steady upwards trajectory since then. Um, but to say, like you say, to, to, to say that we would take a top four now, but we, you know, yeah, you, at, the begin, <laughs> at the beginning of the season, you'd expect more is, uh, again, the kind of another marker about how far we've come as a football club. And this is absolutely insane. I mean, I remember you used to always talk about, are you in the major say, yeah, in a fair play league? They're going to Europe that way. No, you yeah, to- Every year, is like, where are we in the fair play league? There used to be like games at the end of the season where you'd be praying for no yellow cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like creep in. It's yeah, just... I mean, it's fucking madness, really. And, and it, I think if you go through that, then you can be a bit more understanding of the situation, a bit more forgiving. You'd think um, so. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's many people out there that aren't as, but I, I'm sure there is as many who look at it and think we're pretty good the way we are. And while we're not challenging for the league... And while this season we're hoping for a top four, you can understand it given the transition. We're not playing in our home ground again. We haven't made any investment, but there's understandable reasons for that. But I also think at the same time, fourth is what kind of what I'd expect from this team. Yeah. That man unit that they're going to implode. I don't It's between I us and Arsenal, think, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think we're worse than that. I think we should be finishing ahead of Arsenal. Yeah. So I wouldn't say Pochettino would have underachieved with a fifth or sixth place finish, but I would be disappointed with that. I think I it, think I'd look at it and say, well, Spurs somewhere on the line, whether that goes back to the summer or the manager or the players, somewhere something's gone wrong because this team and the squad with, under this manager shouldn't be finishing outside the top four. No, absolutely not. I, I actually think um, you know, these are big points, but the... The the, the the results we're going to get us over the line are those ones against Arsenal. You know, we have six points to gain from them and they've got six points to lose. So, and they, I know we're on the same points. They're two, two goals. We're two goals better to them in terms of goal difference. But I think we, I, I feel like we're in, still feel like we're in a better position to finish in the top four than they are. I, their defence, if they were, if it was our defence, would, would give me absolute kittens. Anyway, uh, the pitch has been laid at the new stadium, which is a good sign. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the electronics, I'd imagine. Although there is an electronic process to get in the NFL pitch, which has also been laid. Uh, I think that was laid a while ago, yeah. Yes. That would be underneath the grass pitch, which is on these kind of three trays, which will go under the south stand yeah. for NFL games and then kind of slide out for the majority of the time and click together How, as you understand it you wrote an article in the Evening Standard didn't you this uh, today actually came out I did yeah I can't I can't claim that was kind of from too much research it was, it's been fairly widely reported and yeah. I just sort of checked it with the club and which is, what, what were the details of the article um, I mean the, the, the main details are that they're starting to lay the pitch today which is Monday and it should take kind of most of this week and then I think when once it's been done it's playable on pretty soon so kind of within a fortnight but I think to, to really get it um, bedded in will, will take about a month but given that the club's targeting a move before just before Christmas yeah um, I mean this isn't in the know at all but I think the Burnley game on the 15th is looking increasingly likely I think it'd be great to get back there wouldn't it I know we've been desperate and that's an obvious thing yeah, to say but do, do you kind of now that we have that in our sights, 
and it isn't going to be January or it isn't going to be the rest of the season um, that we have an opportunity to play at our, it, it back in Tottenham, it, it, you can start getting excited again, I think. I feel like I am. I'm, I'm starting to get excited. I'm just, it's just, just the knock-on effect it's having. You know, I think that obviously the West Ham League Cup game, don't know when that's going to be played now. And the Man City games on a Monday because of this whole clusterfuck. Yeah. yeah I just really, really hope that it's sort of before the end of the year because it's starting to starting to affect things now, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And it's not good. But um but yeah, I think the pitch being laid is is, is a good sign. Um and yeah, no, I'm happy. I was just saying to T in, in, in the interval, um I suppose I've got to be a bit careful what I say here, but the fact that the pitch is only just being laid I think probably shows that there are wider problems with the project than yeah. than just the safety alarms. Um, so it probably was a bit behind, mm. um, but it looks like they're now. I think the cl- what the club's now doing is being very realistic about when they're going to move in, and they're not going to start setting targets that are hard to meet. No, of course. So, so next time they say something, they're going to be. Sure, 100% sure that it's going to happen uh, which yeah. I think is, is better for everyone because if we start maybe targeting Chelsea on November 24th I think which, which I don't think the club's particularly keen to happen anyway um, <laughs> for, obvious for, various, for various reasons <laughs> um, I think if we start targeting games and, and there's a chance it, it could not happen um, then obviously that would be quite embarrassing so I think next time we hear from Spurs on, on the date it's going to be Sure, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the vast majority of work would be done by that point, wouldn't mm. it? Um, we've got some questions. Clive WI and loads of numbers after his name says uh, Jermaine Defoe is arguably one of our most successful repurchases. Which expert would you have sold because they were shit but would take back any era? So, this is like someone you sold and they turned good afterwards. So, for Man, I don't know who would it have been? Man United might have been Forlan. Or yeah, oh, I see. Okay, I've got I've, I've got a bit of an obscure one. Go on. I could have probably done with. Um, I'm not confident in my answer. And I'm going to say it anyway. Um, Kevin Prince Boateng was someone who probably sold a little bit too soon. Probably yeah. could have done with. Probably wouldn't have made us amazing, but he's a player who yeah. was. We could have answer. Yeah, it's a good answer. Yeah. At, in defensive midfield, we had problems, and we played him there. That wasn't his position at all. He played a little bit higher at the pitch. We could have probably done of not selling him. He probably would have done all right. I mean, in the current game, he would have definitely been. 10 or one of the wide forward yeah. players he did have this he came with a massive reputation I think he got German player of the, young player of the year yeah, when yeah. he came uh, I think the scouting was right then um, we, we signed him correctly I think it, it might have been Comoli wasn't it or Comoli yeah it was one of his yeah uh, another one of his successful signings because you can add to that Luka Modric and uh, Berbatov yeah and Gareth Bell there's more there's loads more I mean Asuokoto was one Asuokoto, so that's four. Pretty. I mean, you look back him as a bit of a joke at Tottenham, commonly. Yeah, I mean, he brought good players, but I think towards the end he took a bit of credit, a bit too much, because not all of them were exactly, they were on his watch, but he didn't put them yeah. all over the line. I think, think maybe in this instance it would have been a case of, you, you know, do your job. Do you, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to have control of the team. You don't have to control, because him and Martin Yole clashed quite a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, he was at Liverpool for a bit, and I think he brought Jordan Henderson. He still dines off that one. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, I suppose in in the modern game though, you, you have to take the wins where you get them and, and hang your hat on those as well. Well, yeah, but it just makes you look a bit better if you've if you've left and you keep bringing the you bringing those about. I'm trying to think of players that were sold. I mean, 
We didn't sell Canute because it was bad, but I was fucking pissed when he left. He, yeah. did, he did amazing there at Sevilla. He did, under uh, one day Ramos. Yeah, he did incredible scenes. Um, I can't think of any others, to be honest. You got any? Don't... I am really struggling. I, th- I think when players leave, especially under Pochettino, there's often a kind of bitch about it and, and people say, oh, that'll cost us. Yeah. People like Windy, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Velkovic. Velkovic. You know, yeah, that, you know, that say, kind yeah. of person. And I, I can't really think of anyone who's, particularly under the current manager, who's like really cost us and, and we can look back and say that was a that was an error hmm. um, I mean historically I'm, I'm sort of struggling it's difficult because all the people who left weren't because they were bad I mean you know you got Richard Goff for example left after one season he wasn't bad he just I mean, maybe, know, he maybe, did some extracurricular stuff apparently maybe, maybe, maybe Crouchy because I think he was on the books of Spurs as a, a oh, right, yeah, you can see it there. Thing and arguably missed quite a few good years of his career do you think Marcus Edwards would be one of those because he started really well for is it Excelsior? Yeah, didn't that, he get sent off? So that's a really good question. He did get sent off, but he didn't deserve to be. It was yeah, um, it was for a dive. It wasn't a dive. He didn't dive. He didn't protest, but mm. got sent off for diving. Um, well, he hasn't been sold yet. He's still on the books. He kind of feels Spurs. like it, it does feel like I suspect he probably will leave at some point. I mean, look, in all seriousness, I know I've been mucking off Windy, and I know he's a big fan of Marcus Edwards. I think. Pochettino hasn't really got it wrong yet. I mean, Velkovic, I know he's a Serbia international, for yeah. instance, but is he someone that would, would, be, a, be, would, he be, ahead of, would he be ahead of Vertonghen and Alderweireld, Dyer and all... I think it's like Ryan what Yama. we talked about last week. Richard, you know, he, he he's, he's doing okay for Huddersfield. To Windy's win credit, he did say that he wouldn't be above like a League One, proper League One championship player. Who? Pritchard. Okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking of players... Young, promising players that Spurs have let go. I can't think of anyone. I, think, I can't think of anyone that Pochettino's but, got but, bad, but, badly wrong. Yeah, honestly. To be fair, yeah, that's, that, that's true. But then you also think that what could they become if they were given a chance? And Carl mm. Walker Peters, whenever he's played in Spurs, his first team has done excellently. So, but, but the same token is like you, you're talking about youth players, or you're talking about players, and we're, we're talking about the first team. Like Windy knows about the youth team players. We know about the first teams to a certain degree. But you don't know as much as people that spend every working minute around them. Yeah. So there's a reason why Carl Walker-Peters isn't in that team. And I don't know what that reason and is, then, but then, I can imagine and it. A, and there's a reason that Marcus Edwards isn't either. Uh, yeah, it's true. And, and and the only way you can truly understand that reason is if he was in Pochettino's head. There's no one outside of Pochettino's head who can fully understand. Maybe Perez, who obviously he's, he's almost like his brother... Who, who truly understands the way Pochettino thinks. So you have to trust in your manager that he's doing the right thing and criticise him if you think he isn't doing the right thing, but know that regardless of what you think, Pochettino is best place to make that decision. I mean, Kabul. Well, well, the first time we sold him. We yeah, him back. Second time when he came back, he did good. Got the goal against Man City. Um, Arsenal. Yep. Kabul. Kabul's one. That's weird. One. Was, that, was that under... Um, Redna brought, brought him back. Yeah, so yeah. he brought him, Keane, and the why, why did he go in the first place? He wasn't getting. It wasn't. It wasn't getting that many games. He went to Portsmouth, I think. Yeah, it was Portsmouth. Do you yeah. remember when he scored that goal against Aston Villa and he uh, yep. held up the uh, the the fake camera? No, he held up natural camera. Did he? Did you remember he scored a goal? Oh, I remember the goal. Fifth game. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, fucking yeah. mental. You know, the Aston yeah. Villa fans singing "Happy Birthday to You." Uh, <laughs> they were four-one up. Yeah, uh, we, but we, I mean, Bentaleb. 
was always a player that I thought Spurs should should hang on to and invest a lot of time in. Mm. But and I'm I don't watch the Bundesliga and I'm just not sure how great he's been for Schalke. I know he's been good in patches, but I feel like I'd, if it had been amazing, I feel like I'd have heard. So again, it's one I don't think I don't think we can say yeah, with confidence. A, oh, the club got that wrong. He had a good season on loan, didn't he? Um, but I don't. I think, know. He, I think he's been good for Schalke, but I don't think we can say with 100 percent confidence that was a mistake. Schalke are currently bottom of the Bundesliga of five losses in five games. Okay, well there you go. Case closed. <coughs> Indeed. Um, we've got uh, North London underscore is underscore ours on Twitter. It says Woolwich are currently on a winning streak, but we're still ahead of them in points. Uh, on points, on points, on game scored, a uh, goal scored. Uh, are you worried about them at all this year? Any chance the unthinkable could happen and they finish above us? Uh, I worry about it frequently. Um, it's not unthinkable. It could happen because we're they're not. Good, they're a good team. They're a decent team, especially going forward. Their front line is comparable to ours. Like you look at, you know, Abamyang. If you swapped out Abamyang, if you swapped out Lacazette, Ozil with any one of our three players, you probably wouldn't see a huge amount of difference. Maybe barring Kane, but if you had Abamyang up top instead of Kane, we'd probably score as many goals as we do. So. Forward, in terms of the forward line, I, I think it's comparable going forward. What what would you say, Dan? You look. I think Kane will outscore Aubameyang every year. I think Aubameyang in the Spurs side perhaps would score as many as Kane. I mean, he outscored him in Europe when he was playing for Dortmund. I think the thing of Aubameyang, it feels like he's, he's, he's a little bit past his peak. Yeah. Which is probably... But... Um, I don't know, I don't like doing the player for player comparisons because I don't think that will affect Arsenal finishing above us or us finishing above no, them. It's about you... how it's about the function as a team. Arsenal have got Torreira and I think they're starting to, he's starting a lot more games now and they've improved as a result. I think they've, Czech is out as well. Defensively, they, they they still look a little bit suspect. No, of course. That, that, they can that, be got That centre-back pairing of, uh, of Socrates and Mustafi is... Although they it's did, because Stone is still injured. Bloody hell! He is. But he had a he- terrible, horrendous, yeah, uh, uh, sort of ruptured, a complete rupture of his uh, Achilles. Ain't going to come up from that. Hopefully not. Hopefully he never plays again. But the um, yeah, that, that two centre back pairing. You know, they did a speed test. Uh, Bamiang was the fastest player in their squad. Yeah. But Socrates and Mustafi were like third and fourth, which Bloody is hell. obscene to me because uh, you look at them play and it's like. They, they, they look slow as fuck. It may be the way they read the team. Socrates has been injured, obviously, the last week or so. But there's n- These a, as it stands... are a bit weird, though, because I, cause I guess, I don't know, are they fast with the ball? Are they... Did they get to the top speed quickly? This was like a 100-metre run, something like that. Bloody hell. Yeah. That changes everything. I mean... Um, it, I, I do worry a little bit, but it's weird. It's like in the last... Two years, I've not thought about Arsenal half as much because, well, I don't hate Liverpool more than I hate Arsenal, but they're more in my thinking. Mm. Well, the Liverpool have kind of left us behind a little bit so far this season. I think the interesting thing from a media journalistic perspective about Arsenal is, since Wenger left, they're not. They don't seem to me to be a big story anymore. Mm. Um, I've noticed that because. Emery, apparently, I've never been to an Emery press conference and we haven't played them yet, so I've not had anything to do with him, but apparently he's struggling with English a bit and when he does speak in English, he's the, like the least quotable manager that's ever been. So they're not getting, the, they're not getting yeah. column so he's So he's not saying much. Who, um, who's, who's on Arsenal at uh, the standard? 
James Olly, who's our chief football writer. Is he like furious because he's got stuck? Because can you swap? Can he swap you with him? <laughs> no, so he he, can't. he does Arsenal because I think they're they're the they're the most kind of widely read club in London, and, right. and he's so as he's sitting he's there also, sort of struggling because I've got. Well, this I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really spoken to James about it, but I think they Emery isn't particularly quotable, and I almost like you know personally, I obviously have watched Match of the Day. Haven't done an Arsenal game yet, but I don't think I've read a kind of piece on Arsenal all season, really. You know, and maybe that says maybe that, maybe that says more about me. But under yeah, as frustrating as Wenger was um, for Arsenal fans, and as ridiculous as their cycle of repetitive seasons was, it was still Wenger, wasn't it? He was still like was a, a big there. deal, and it, he, he still was such a somebody. And I just feel like Arsenal now have lost that something, which doesn't say anything about them on the pitch. But I'm less interested in them off the pitch. I'm less interested in reading about them. Did so, you have you did you watch Arsenal fan TV ever? Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, so, I, I, he always popped up on Twitter. Like I didn't go out of my way to find it. But, but you know, when it, they lost, you know, it'd be good value. Yeah, yeah of course. But even like the, the the first two results this season when they lost, I found no compulsion to to go and watch it, even to get some sort of weird gratification mm. or kind of you know, just look at them being embarrassing once again and that seems to have gone now I'm not this isn't a yeah question. again I, th- I think it was, yeah I know what I mean it's, it's, it's so kind of a token, Venga thing wasn't yeah, it yeah by the same token it's difficult to write column inches about Arsenal it's also mm. difficult to watch anything about them because they've come a, quite a boring football club yeah, the, yeah, football, the football yeah, they play is quite boring there's a lot of apathy towards them I'd say yeah yeah and they, they you know, they they kind of had their summer transfer window in January, I guess, when they signed Abmayang and yeah. uh, Mkhitaryan. But their their business is all kind of like sensible and boring, wasn't it? Like there was nothing particularly interesting about it. I don't think. Mm. And that they, I think it could it could go one of two ways for them. That they could really click under Emery, and they could be a bit of a threat, or they could stop getting the results and. It could go bad. You know, it could go horribly wrong. I think they've, a bit like Spurs, they've not been playing particularly well. Yeah. Their quality's been getting them over the line. As you'd expect early on in the season. My, yeah. my prediction. And, and, and like, almost a bit like Chelsea as well. They're, they're starting to click into gear now. I think their first four wins are all a bit ropey. And uh, defensively, they were definitely 100%. But going forward, they've always been quite exciting, I think. I think uh, yeah, I think. Well, I, watched, I watched them at Newcastle when they won 2 1, and they basically. <coughs> but Newcastle the stunk ball. that game out there. Yeah, but they just, you know, I did, that's the only time I've seen them live. Um, yeah. But I, I don't think they've clicked under Sarri yet, is the point I'm making. I don't think Arsenal have clicked under Emery yet. And. Both, both those teams could either click or it could taking, start to fracture. Taking my Spurs hat off, mm. it's one hundred percent going to fracture. They're fucked. Well, yeah, hope so. Good. I hope so too. Uh, that's it from the Fighting Cock podcast. You got anything else? Um, no, not much else. Um, yep, nothing. We used to go into we used to go into a game like Barcelona, like off our tits coming to this podcast. But now yeah. it's just like oh, it's Barcelona. That's, that's how that's how shit's changed. The, it parad- the paradigm has changed. I can't almost like need the bottom to fall out of Spurs again, so we can rebuild. Well, and it felt like relive it. It felt like it did when we lost those two games, didn't it? Like, yeah, you know. And then we got start having bloody winning games again. Yeah, you know, it's not fun anymore. I mean, Graham Roberts is he still on Twitter? Has he left? Oh, they started a podcast. Yeah, there's a new know. podcast Are actually. You... To be fair, yeah, of course, what? Yeah. concerned. 
uh, about competitor. a competitor. Graham uh, Roberts, Mickey Hazen and Coity. It's some force to deal with, and I've got much love for um, for Mickey Hazard, and so I've never met Paul Coit, and uh, only had passing experiences with Graham Roberts. So um, I would say best of luck to them all. And, uh, you know, they, I'm sure there's going to be loads of gold on their podcast. Loads. Loads, loads of gold. So go and listen to it. What's it called? The I don't know. Well, I know is that it exists. I actually listened to the first sort of 20, 30 minutes of it, and it was very good. Lots of interesting stuff about their, uh, the, when they played football as, uh, as youngsters and stuff. So, you know, go and have a listen. It's, you know, so it's all good having another, yeah. another... Peter Clark has a podcast. Okay. It's quite funny in parts. Is it? Yeah, he says, um, He's Robert, a funny guy, isn't he? He says Robert Hooth used to, used to leave massive shits in the toilet. I don't find it funny. He do, Dan doesn't like this <laughs> stuff. <He> t- <laughs> I've got. I'm, I'm so but sorry. I've got the whole pot. And he filled. Turns his stuff. I'm sorry. Turns his You know what? I'm, I'm moving more towards Dan's kind of way of thinking. <laughs> I think we need less of that. Less of that talk on here. I'm sorry, it's degrading. It? it is degrading yeah. as he wipes for, his eye. For a professional. Or wipes his iPhone. There's nothing on that. Uh, all right, thank you very much for downloading once again. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be with you, and the 30% of you are still with us. You're legends, every single one of you. You should kind of do that before you kind of hit stop, man. I can't hit stop. I can't even fucking activate my screen. It's all fucked, isn't it? <laughs> Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.